Karen and I are taking a night away from the kids. We're going to go down, down to Washington, D.C. Nice. I'm going to use my hotel points Ooh. for a free night. Nice. Which feels great. Yeah. And then we're going to eat up a storm. And many people on Twitter gave me recommendations for, for restaurants in, in Washington, D.C., so I'm happy. What are you What are you in the market for, like today? If you were to go to D.C. Mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. and you were to f- eat dinner... With your wife, yeah. What would you want? What are you looking for? What am I looking for? I got to tell you, all I want is Nando's. What's a Nando? Nando is a uh, chain of restaurants. I believe that's Portuguese, okay, style chicken. Hmm. And don't correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, is this what AJ Space Boy bought you? I bought AJ Space Boy. Oh. Yeah, I think he got me Peruvian chicken. He was okay. generous with the Peruvian chicken. Oh, right. Which is beautiful. Yeah. Then I bought him Nando's, uh-huh. I believe. I think I bought him Nando's. If I didn't, AJ, in my mind, I bought you Nando's. And it's this beautiful grilled chicken mm-hmm. with sauces. What makes it Portuguese? It's from Portugal. <laughs> the chicken is? I Sure. That seems the sauces, cost effective. Uh-huh. Maybe the sauces are from Portugal. Uh-huh. The name maybe seems it's a, Portuguese. Maybe it's a style. Mm. Maybe it's a way of cooking them. I don't mm. care. Clearly. I don't care. I okay. believe that it is big in Britain, and I don't know where. So okay. if it's in Ireland and not Britain, it's somewhere in the Isles. Mm. It's popular. Mm-hmm. Isle of Man. Sure, it could be popular Jersey. in the Isle of Man. Uh-huh. I don't know. I love Man. Shetland, the Shetland Islands, maybe. Mm. Maybe it's big on the Shetland Islands. Shout out to the Shetland Islands. That was part of my monologue that you didn't listen to. Really? Yeah, it was like, if you're going to the Shetlands for a whole week... Be sure to follow these hot tips. Like, Give me some hot tips for the Shetland Islands. The I had a Shetland pony growing up. The Let's fuck talk is about Woolwick? it. I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just This is what mm. I did. I went through the travel section while mm. you were in the, uh, going down picking up taking our guest. Taking a dump. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what we call picking up, <laughs> taking a dump, picking up a guest. Uh, I don't know. I went through the travel section yeah. and so you came up with some hot tips for the Shetland no, Islands. I didn't even I just read the headline and I was like who the fuck who's gearing up for wool week what is wool week what is wool week it's let's, me, let's imagine it what me would we and do? all the other people that I'm not related to named wool ever get together and oh look at that one, right? There's a there was a, there's a Lydia Wooliver. Shout out to Lydia Wooliver. I have no idea if she's a listener, but she is a writer, and uh, she used to live in New York, and now she moved out of New York, and I believe she lives in Baltimore, and she's a great writer. She used to write for Esquire about food. Wow. And my friend Owen was like, "If you're going to use an alias, you probably ought to like change it up a little more." Then I was like, "That's not me. That's not me. No. <laughs> um, but we're not related, as far as I can tell." Um, you, okay. And then there's another Wooliver. Uh, who lives in Queens, who we have so much in common, and really? we're also not related. And uh, But our mothers worked together in the what? 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you friends or just know each we other? We became friends. Like, we met we met through Instagram, mm-hmm. and because I, I knew who she was, and then she was featured in Oprah Magazine, weirdly. What? Yeah. Oprah Magazine did this thing where it was like, um, they did these makeovers, I don't know. It was I. I'm on board. Yeah. Keep going. You don't have to explain. Yeah, yeah. Oprah wanted to make somebody's so life better. Sure. This woman, my friend Heidi Wooliver, uh, uh, is a sort of a career agriculturalist. She was a sheep farmer in Maine. Then she moved to New York and she was uh, running a farm, like a um, an herb and vegetable farm in the Rockaways in Queens. And now she works at the Queens County Farm Museum. Wow. She's a lovely person. And, uh, Queens she's, County Farm Museum? Yep. What do you yep. do at the Farm Museum? I mean, what do you not do at the Farm Museum? Yeah, you probably you know, farm. You do stuff. You see animals. You see, you know, plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been many years since I've been there. I'm on board. But, um, so I, I, I met her. Oh, so she was in Oprah Magazine. My mother sent it to me. And she's she is someone who makes her living doing agriculture stuff. And in Oprah Magazine, for some reason, they had put her in this beautiful, fancy like red ball gown and did her hair and her makeup and um, but then still made her stand there with a wheelbarrow full of like decorative gourds. Love it. It was strange. I'm not sure what the 
the deal was. But anyway, very exciting for her to be in Oprah Magazine. Um, so my mother sent it to me, and then it was like, oh, she lives in Queens. So we, uh, I went to the Rockaways to meet her in person and to spend some time on the farm that she was running. Turns out she's very close friends with one of my high school friends. What? And I knew this already, but my mother and her mother worked in the same Catholic elementary school when Fantastic. we were teenagers. I love it. Yep. Anyway, her last name is Willover, and as far as we can tell, we are not related. I went about several years ago, friending all the Chris Thorntons mm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. How'd that work out for you? It was fine. It was yeah, pretty much a wash. Yeah. Did any of them engage with you? Oh sure. Yeah. There's a very good photographer, Chris Thornton. Oh. Somewhere in Englandish. Okay. <laughs> adjacent to England. Adjacent. It might be Portugal. It, it might be, be. It could be Atlantic he City. He could be running Nando's. I sure. don't know or care. He could be generous with chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think he does a lot of wedding photography. I think he does a very good job. He's probably had a lot of and chicken. And sports photography, I think. Okay. There's a Chris Thornton who is a golf pro. That's you. Come on. It's not me. Did I work on a golf course growing up? Of course I did. Did you? So yeah. did I. What did you do? For a brief... So one summer, I ran the hot dog shack on the on the, wow. at the ninth hole. I... That's a big deal. I hated it and I loved it. Yeah. It was not great. It's like prison, but you're outside. Exactly. Yes. And I made a great cash. I made decent cash tips every day. And this was in the middle of the aforementioned uh, Grateful Dead period of my Mm -hmm. teenage years. And so I dressed accordingly. And my boss, Cy, uh, said to me, if you ought to wear a bikini, you get bigger tips. (laughs) And I was like... What about all of this that's going on? The hair, the armpit hair, the Tiva yeah. sandals. The what screaming. Is, yeah. What is bikini. any of this? Do you think I own a bikini? Um, so I, I, I forewent the large Thanks, cash tips. Uh, yeah. One day they had a they had the Labatt's girl come. Yeah. She was like the model for Labatt's beer. And sure. she was wearing a bikini. And the members loved it. Yep. Oh, golf <laughs> courses. Well, I... I mowed grass. Hmm. That's a better job. Is it? Well, you don't get cash tips, but you probably get more respect. Uh, I think people just want me to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. There, it was a public golf course with mm. very nice owners. Mm-hmm. I had a very nice boss. And yet the golfers, especially the members. Mm-hmm. So when I would get very mad at them, mm-hmm. I would also place the golf hole because you have to cut a new golf hole okay. otherwise you're going to wear down the green sure no stop and think about it uh, if, yeah. if the hole's in the same place you got all these men with their spiky shoes metaphors galore yeah. metaphors yes. galore oh yeah all of these do i want to say bukkake i do mm-hmm. and i'm just going to say it. mm-hmm. it's a bukkake fest on this hole yep yep so you have to move the hole or you're going yeah. to lose that green. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would put put it in the middle of a hill. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I did it enough that my boss, find, there were enough complaints that my boss had to say. Stop it. Stop putting them. That's hilarious. And I said, well, all right. I learned something. I had I did not know that that was a thing that you could move the hole around. Yeah, you have to <laughs> move the hole, folks. Keep move, the keep the hole moving. That's, keep that's the how hole it stays moving. Stays exciting. That's how people stay married. Hello, hello. This is Carb Face. It is. It is a podcast about food, mm-hmm. about trying to be funny. Yeah, about candy. It's about candy. It's about... Uh, it's the, about Lori's mom. It's about the U.S. mail system. Yeah. And and Canada. And Canada. Yep. Shout out to Canada. It's about... I mean, past episode is about n- New Zealand. Yep. Egg whites and pavlovas. <laughs> yeah. Cream of tartar is really the... Uh, that's is that the, the stabilizer? That's the stabilizer. Okay. That's yep. a correction to the last episode. Please add in cream of tartar. Yep. If you're making a pavlova. If you're making a pavlova. Here's what I want to say to you. You. Are you familiar with hot ones? No. And you keep referencing okay. that. And I keep look, thinking. So look hot it up. ones is essentially the only content on the website First We Feast. Okay. 
Now, firstweefeast.com. Yep. Is a food website. It's a food website. I believe the editor is Chris Schoenberger. That's what I'm going to say. Sure. Chris, I don't care. That sounds like a human if name. If I got your name wrong, it's fine. Um, wow, you're coming at this with a lot of No, disrespect. he's fine. Chris is fine. Uh, if you want to picture Chris, think of him as a six foot four member of the Beastie Boys. Little younger. Wow. Little younger, but I'd say six four. Okay. Ready to, I, I feel like he could rap. Ready to what? Shake up a beer in a girl's face? Is that what the Beastie Boys did? I don't know. I'm, maybe not. Is that what they did? I'm thinking about like 87 era Beastie Boys. Now they're very, well, there's only two of them left, but they're very um, circumspect. I just Fair listened enough. to them on uh, Mark Marin. They were very funny. Yeah, I like they them. Are, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. So I think that he is one of like the backup member of the Beastie Boys. <laughs> okay. okay. You're welcome, Chris. He's the Ringo star of the Beastie Boys. Yes, sure. <laughs> Younger, but. So Hot Ones is where they have a guest. Okay. It's video. Okay. A guest comes on. Mm-hmm. Now, celebrities. Oh. All celebrities now. Like, big celebrities. On First We Feast? On Hot Ones. Okay. All right. And they eat hot sauce. Okay. They try different hot sauces. That's it. It's an interview show with hot sauces. Can we say who some of the celebrities are? Tyra Banks. What? When did First We Feast get so fancy? I feel like... Fancy? Pa- I feel like Padma Lakshmi. Okay. Uh, other people. I'm going to look it up right now. Hold, please. Chrissy Teigen? Do you know who would do it? Chrissy Teigen would do it, I think. Oh, she's so... Ac- Let me see. I feel like everyone is very famous. Too famous for us. This is, this is really what it's... It's like, we're not going to get Padma Lakshmi. We're not oh, going to get... Could. She was just on... Uh, you I say mean, that. Padma, <laughs> I named you the 49th best food writer of 2018. Did you She's ever finish phenomenal. that list? No, not yet. It's going to. I'm going to. I've been very busy. Where, where do I? Where am I on it? You'll see. I'm not on it, am I? I didn't do a lot of. I didn't we'll find make out. a lot of output this year. Uh, just wait and see where <laughs> you're going to be on the list. All right. Roy. Vanessa Hudgens. Damn. Yeah. Bill Burr. Okay. Weird Al. What kind of numbers is First We Feast doing that they've got these folks? Uh, massive. Wow. Massive numbers. Let's let's go to YouTube. All right. Are you ready for the numbers? Ready. All right. A very recent one. One million views. Fuck. Bill Burr. It's been out for a while. Okay. 3.6 million. Holy shit. Tenacious D. Together. 5.3 million. Here's what I'm saying. We mm-hmm. need... Our own version of Hot Ones, and I've pitched several of them. Yeah. And I want to see what you want to go in with, okay. because Chris's office used to be right across the street. Okay. And he may still be there. Okay. What so, I'm saying is we could finish this podcast <laughs> after we agree on something. Uh-huh. Run across the street. Run across the street and pitch it. So here are my ideas so far. Number one, top three ideas for our version of Hot Ones. All right. Number one, Cake. So it's celebrities it's hot eating ones. cake. Yeah, it's just us eating. Just us eating cake. Us and celebrities. I need okay. a celebrity. Okay. Who's the celebrity for cake? A cake celebrity. Who do you want to see eating cake? But they also cry at the end because everybody has to cry because it's so much, oh, right? Because yeah. the hot ones, it's hot. So we call this cake ones, obviously. Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Come on over. Come on over, baby. <laughs> That was on my Spotify in the bottom, top gonna played the list this year. My baby, there's a price to pay. I'm a genie in a bottle. Gonna love me the right way. All right, so cake. Are you on board? Yep. All right, so you maybe five different types of cake, and by the end, they're crying. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Right? Why are you know, they crying? Because they cry on hot ones because it's so hot, right? Okay. And they're sweating and they're going, oh, damn. Yeah. You know, things like that. I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh, oh, oh. Like, so I want to see that. Yeah. But cake. So we're going to have to do something else to make them cry. No. Oh. The cake makes them cry. Okay. okay. So much cake, they cry. Yeah. Wow. Is that okay. clear? Yes. Is the concept clear? It is now. Cake ones. All right. Number one. Number two. Oreos. 
I feel like that's very close to cake. I feel like if you're going to cry, I feel like you're negating my ideas and you're I'm not sorry. hearing the pitch. Yes, so and. I get the yes, I get the initial Oreos. reaction, like okay. you're saying no to it, but let yep. me pitch it to okay, you. Okay, sorry. Go. It's hot ones, <laughs> but with Oreos. Yeah. And what you do is celebrities come on, <laughs> and they eat Oreos. And they go through all the flavors of Oreos. We mm. even bring back old flavors, mm. old special flavors like berry, right? Ugh. Great. Ooh. We bring them forward. Do we do the golden Oreos? Of course we do. Do yeah. we progressively go to double stuff? Certainly. Mm-hmm. Do we have hazelnut milk there for them to dip it in? Absolutely we do. Will I get it at Target? Yes. That's when I I will. Throw will my Target mic? be a sponsor? I think they uh, yeah, will. Totally. Right? They'll, so yeah. It's Oreo ones. Oreo ones. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I that, love it. That hurts me. It's Oreo ones. Yeah. Okay. By right. Target. Okay. Oh god. And so they're that's round. My second idea. Okay. Great. That's my second idea. Love it. And we take the what is nice is we put an Oreo in the Target logo. Oh god. You're the a visual genius. identity. You are a genius. Right? And then yes. we always stop and we eat a Target Oreo. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. full brand integration. Okay. And what's nice about it is we're spreading costs between Oreo and Target. They're both okay. sponsors. Okay. Okay, it's a co-play. And I think that's what's powerful. Could you see some in-store at Target, some in-store carb Oreo face. ones? Carb face test taste testings right yeah much like the um the pepsi challenge yeah maybe it's us and it's us in target yeah we're in target yeah all the targets all of them we have to go to every target in the country every target in the country yeah there are fewer of those i think than walmart so it's going to be easier for us okay we're making a lot of money but we have to talk to people and you can't hit anyone this whole concept is giving me both a migraine and some sort of pinch nerve. I love it. Keep going. Okay. What's your third idea? Third, well, it's a good one. Uh, Triscuits. Ugh, I'm out. I'm out. Let, I'm wait, 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 wait. I'm out. Wait, hear me. <laughs> hear me, please. Burlap tank. I'm out. It's called Triscuit ones. Ugh, God. Does that get it? It's like Triscuit ones. Yeah. <laughs> and you may think you know the concept, but you probably don't. Here's the concept. Okay. You try every variety of Triscuits uh-huh. with the celebrity. And then you cry because your mouth is bleeding. By the end, they're crying. Yeah. They're crying out their mouth. Blood tears. It's not up to me. Mm. It's up to them. The choices they make as they eat Triscuits. Is it sponsored by Triscuits? It's not. That's what's interesting. <laughs> this is out of pure love. Okay. Just pure love of Triscuits. Okay. So it's called Triscuit Ones. It's like hot ones, similar to cake ones. Uh-huh. Very different from the Oreo ones because there's no target. Okay. Sponsored by Aura Gel that you put in your mouth. Oh, I like it. Because to, to, yeah, yeah. you've got so many sores in your mouth from the Triscuits. Maybe it can be sponsored by like Herpesin. Is that for herpes? I think so. I'm just, I think, I think it is. All right. So we will take any herpes treatment Yeah. <laughs> as a sponsor. Any of them. We'll take multiple herpes treatment. Yeah. I think what's really what Triscuit is really going to go for in this mm-hmm. scenario is if we can really strengthen in the consumer's mind the bond between herpes and Triscuit. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, because I feel like that is a synergy that every brand wants. It's a powerful one. I mean, if you haven't seen the uh, Adam Ruins Everything. Mm, I have not. Talks about herpes. Mm-hmm. It's on the sex episode. Okay. We will put that in Basically, everybody has herpes, and it's not that big of a deal. God. On this and it was made a big deal because somebody had a drug to sell. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I want to say I do not have herpes. I don't. Thank you for that, Lori. That's great. Um, on the train. I mean, th- no, let's just stop and celebrate that. Okay. Congrats. I'm just saying, you said everyone has herpes. I disagree. I do not have herpes. Have you ever had a cold sore? Yeah. You got herpes. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure. You got a hurt mouth. I'm not sure if I've ever actually have had a cold sore. I've had canker sore. Canker sore. Mm, Not the same. Fuck you. Guess what? Listen, I'm single now. I have hurt mouth. (laughs) I don't need you. I haven't had one forever. I haven't had one in like 20 years. But have I had a cold sore? Yes. 
I'm yes. Throw up. On the <laughs> on the subway on the, the way here this morning, there was the whole subway car was filled with this ad for something called Roman, which turns out to be. I mean, they don't come right out and say it, but mm. it's basically a uh, subs- a prescription service for men because yeah. it's like. The, they listed like five conditions that are pretty much, it's like erectile dysfunction, yeah. thinning hair, yeah. herpes, and like two other things that are like pretty male specific. Sure. Um, and it's like, let's Something get it done. Something for your balls. Yeah. It's ball. And butthole. Ball cheese and buttholes. Um, and it's like. Um, Wait, stop. <laughs> ball cheese and buttholes was my favorite pop-up. That's, I was going to say, that is what I'm serving for my Christmas cocktail party. <laughs> It's my favorite pop-up by Eric Repair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chef, I am so silly. <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> the butthole, uh, it's so it's the, called Roman. Uh, it's like bochies. it's got the word man right it's in these, it. Uh, it's and it's like, oh, it's, it's a service just for men. It's something mm-hmm. that caters to men. Mm-hmm. How, how great. How How novel. Hey, Lori. Women can't get fucking birth control, but men can get a some lady to come to their house and put herpes medicine on their <laughs> hairline. Fuck you. Just kidding. I don't think that's how it works. I, it's not like the nurse from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You have to pay extra. Heard that you were feeling ill. Uh, I know that there is a service called Hymns. Mm. There's also one called hers. Oh, I've seen the ads for that. Now, what is that? It's the same type of thing. Okay. Because men typically don't go to the doctor. Okay. For things. And these are things that can be prescribed and treated virtually. Yeah. Generally. And hers. Same, same. Right. Get your birth control. Be in charge of your body. Oh my God. Get it by mail. I don't think you can get like a UTI test. Yeah, I would think, right? I mean, that seems... I think you got to see somebody for that. Yeah. Well, that was... Uh, <laughs> are you... What would you say to... What would you say yes to for my Hot One spinoff? And if we herpes bring... Herpes Triscuits. Herpes Triscuits. Thank yeah. you. Number yep. three. Yep. Number three. Herps. You, you save the best for last. Herpes Triscuits. Can we put those two words together in some way? I'm trying to combine them. They don't They don't. I'm portmanteauing them as much as I can. Herpskits. Herb skits. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> and then Herb Ritz can shoot the um, all the collateral. So is he alive? No, but I would like him to do it. Uh, we'll see if we can get him. Can we put the? I want, I'm trying to go. Chirpies, tr- herpes, triscuits, trisket herpes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Trippies. Honestly, Chirpies. I like trisket herpes. Like that actually has a fantastic snap on the tongue <laughs> and the sides of your mouth trisket herpes triscuits also the Contact base of your is- cock mm-hmm. <laughs> is that where herpes go i don't know because i don't have them and you don't have your dick yet so you don't yeah. know you could roll your cheese ball in herpes <laughs> To a random page, and the first thing is basic head cheese. This is mm-hmm. a book for me. Now, is it yeah, basic? Is it, is it like basic, or is it like foundational? It's it's a building block of head. Get cheese. right into that, it's Mike. A- you pull it as close as you want. Okay. And what is in here? Water. Okay. It's like, is it gin? <laughs> it's not. Um, I'm so sorry. Can you get even closer to that, yes. Mike? Oh, pull it towards you so you're comfy. Love up on this yeah. microphone. Basic head cheese. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, basic head cheese or anything like that because I don't love a gendered slur like that. The whole basic bitch thing like tires no, I me. Don't, I don't like the bitch. Can men be basic I though? I certainly can. Yeah. I want to find a different word for it because it's been, you know, it's, yeah, it's sure. about people who like stuff that's cozy mm. and that's not a bad thing I could mm. do with more cozy. Your beard's looking really cozy today. Thank you. It's really, really I've nice. I've got a grandpa sweater on it's as well. It's really good. Well, and it be, has fleece lining. That would be oh good God. to make your high chew all warm. Yeah. Yeah. You tuck that right under your armpit and yeah. go to town. Um, but this was just kind of like building block head cheese. Like mm-hmm. say you got a pig's head around. I, I 
I realized last week that I actually do have a pig's head and a cow head in my chest freezer. Sure. I mean, sure. Sometimes you just need some head cheese. It doesn't need to be that fancy ass head cheese. Yeah. yeah. You know that they're going to serve to you in, in, a, in a small plate setting in a backless <laughs> bench. There's going to be some Edison bulbs there. They'll have gotten clever with it. No, that's just your basic head cheese. Basic <laughs> head cheese. Can you tell us who you are? Yeah. Oh. Who are you? That's, I'm your intern. I'm your intern, Kat. That's great. Oh, right. And we haven't deigned to learn your name yet because you're I'm just Kat. <laughs> you're an unpaid intern. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, um, yeah this, is the, this is the honor of my life being Kat. Well, what's your last name, Kat? It's Kinsman. And where would Chris know you from? <laughs> that is um, that is my question. I like that you're taking all my questions yeah. from me. Well, you're low energy today. Well, so. I, low energy. <laughs> low, low energy. When you take when you take away my power it of my makes questions, me feel great. I know, and I find it very funny. <laughs> okay, good. So now okay. I've got energy. Good. Okay, great. Cat, where would we know you from? Um, the internet, mm-hmm. I believe, is how we first met sure 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 yeah how did you and Lori meet how did we actually meet in person were we at a uh, roast the it was the roast of anthony bourdain it was that really to my recollection became very quickly the roast of mario batali i don't know if you remember were you in the audience oh dear god you were working yes they were roasting guy fieri everybody Rachel got roasted i mean as you know of course everyone gets gets it but i Mm -hmm. do you remember gilbert gottfried's (gasps) set i am yes i think i've blocked some of it out because i have sort of a cruelty filter Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm -hmm. like it was a a lot there was a comedian i forget what her name was and now i'm like bonnie mcfarlane oh dear god she went harder and deeper and nastier than anyone did i think she was maybe at some point talking about mario's feet were there his feet mentioned or something Mm. it was it was ruthless and at the time i sort of thought like yeah now i'm like well (laughs) yeah (laughs) if only the feet um yeah this just this was a it was like city harvest i think it was part of the new york food and wine festival there was a there a squillion dollars raised for this and i i was terrified that night i was doing red carpet interviews and uh this was the first time i was meeting tony in person after we had had a fight online oh what'd you guys fight about (laughs) oh uh he wrote something that pissed me off um about the james Burr journalism committee that i was on Uh. at the time and was was going all over the place about it so I, I wrote a response back that um, only one person actually sort of understood that this, the whole structure of it was it was a giant golden shower joke mm. the entire thing and I thought like at, yeah at least one person got it he he did not enjoy um, my rebuttal to his various comments but he was basically implied that like the committee didn't have a sense of humor and all that stuff and I was kind of like bitch I we started the humor category you know yeah all this stuff and then he uh he went up um and it was i you know sort of threw it up in the middle of the night on the the cnn website and he was not yet affiliated with cnn and i didn't know that things were in the works and uh he he went he started going at me on twitter and i was responding from the etocracy account which i got in trouble with for work and uh (laughs) and he was and he was sort of ranting about you know well you're you know food writers and the grifting and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, so you're going to tar like Jonathan Gold with the same brush, you know, so all these other people. And then he was, he was trying to bring other people into the fight. It was funny. And um, he was trying to bring Mario into it. Who, who was just like, no nah, man, I'm just chilling on a beach here in, in oh, Italy somewhere. And the thing is I, you know, eventually CNN called me like, you have to stop right now. Um, but I, I didn't back down. The thing is though, it ended up getting picked up by all these media outlets oh, wow. and stuff. And of course I was just sitting there like scared to, to death oh my god i was just you know this this little mouse and he was the great giant and i was absolutely terrified but we had a lot of mutual friends who were like the two of you are this on the same side and you don't know it and uh, so it was the night of his roast cnn put me as a red carpet reporter and i remember he came up to me and i was sort of quaking and he leaned down gave me a hug and said we're gonna be friends oh and it was cool 
from there on and I was just like I just remember the tension leaving my body <laughs> I was trying to interview after that uh, there was somebody who was being super cagey I'm trying to remember who that was it Guy was Fieri a, mm-hmm. he was uh, he was he's present a cagey, cagey uh, he's, I, I will say he I sent him some okra seeds once of for course. his garden and he grew them and sent a thank you note to me and I'm he like I'm a sucker for a thank you note well it is, I, it is very nice of him but he knows what side of the moon his bread is buttered on <laughs> <laughs> moony butter uh, I don't know what that there, means. Oh, you know what? It was uh, one of the Howard Stern guys was oh. being so like, but you know, the thing, the point yeah. of all Baba of this Bowie. was, um, and then there was like a little bit of a dance party outside by the big gay ice cream truck. Right. You know? So that's, and that's where I met. I remember walking yes. from the venue with you and some other people Crater. to the yeah. big gay ice cream truck. And then I peeled off and went home. Yeah. Um, we see each other at parties though. Yes. Yes. Lori and Here I and there. met each other at one of your parties. That's right. Yeah. We met at your house where I came to your house and never said hello because that's Wait, the level you've of been my... at my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. This the thing is like this. This happens. So many yeah. people have been to my house and I have no idea. Just for context, uh-huh. uh, can we you invited me to your um, derby. derby party. I showed up very drunk already, having uh, been to a previous derby party. Uh, many people show up. They would show up from the Eleven Madison Park. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Thing. I was at a much less fancy party. <laughs> um, I showed up drunk, and I was really excited to meet Chris. I somehow I knew he was going to be there, and I met uh, Allison Robicelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not meet you because I was so socially awkward, and I didn't want to like bother you because you were hosting, and you... so I like snuck around and left without saying hello or goodbye, like maybe the worst guest ever. Did you yeah. uh, get to meet my dogs at least? I think so. As I said, pretty drunk, mm-hmm. got drunker there, mm-hmm. and yeah, then went to a bar. Yep. That's why I don't drink anymore. Yeah. <laughs> my party? I don't, no, because no. of your party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, when I had another, I think, a year, a solid mm-hmm. year of, of hitting it pretty hard, and then it was like, uh, we're done here. That I mean, that party we haven't had it for a couple of years because I've been sick. Uh, but it, I think the last one that we did a couple of years ago was maybe 120 people. Oh, easy. Oh my God. And I'm from Kentucky, as you can uh, tell from my accent. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I made gallons and gallons and gallons of burgoo, which is all this meat and vegetables mm-hmm. cooked down. I had squirrel one year. Oh wow! In it, uh, my my pal Buddy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm friends with his wife who worked at CNN at the time and I was in Atlanta we uh, met up in the middle of a food court she handed me a bag full of frozen squirrels and I wow. brought them back mm-hmm. I did not put it in this I let people have it optionally yeah but that was the same year I have um, if I have a frankenfinger here um, I was making drinks before the party just sort of prepping them out and uh, I put a glass down on the counter and it went through my finger <gasps> and I had to go and get nine stitches right before the party oh my god so this is all to say I actually had a friend there who was a chef who picked the squirrel meat for me because I had to have my hand in the air in a glove during the entire party. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. This party is a thing. Wow. Yeah. I think maybe I was at the last one. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I saw you out of the corner of my eye, and I was too shy to say hello. Well, here so. we are, though, yeah, was, in this lovely yes. room with high shoes. We have your book. We have your oh, yeah, book. The book. Can we talk this book? Breakfast: the most important book about the best meal of the day, and. The original t- subtitle, the most important book about the most important meal of the day, most important is crossed out and best is subbed in. So I think we all know how we feel about this. Breakfast and then there's a lacy egg. Mm, and I think those lacy. crispy edges are, I, are beautiful. Oh, I love a crispy edge on an egg. I eat eggs just about every day. I made eggs today from an old French recipe called Assassin's Eggs. Wait, top five ways to eat eggs. Number one, Assassin's Eggs. Go. Oh, my what gosh. What is it? Assassin's Eggs are uh, brown butter fry, flip, uh, remove those, pour vinegar into the remaining butter whoa, in the whoa. pan, uh, cook that down, and then pour it over the egg so it looks all bloody. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Number two. Poached. Real good poach. I mean, they're hard to do. I mostly order them out. I had two once. We were doing an oeuf sans gelée thing for Julia Child's uh, birthday. and I I don't know what that means. Okay, so it's real gross. It is a poached egg in aspic. 
Mm. Uh, but I was having to poach and I realized I was going to have to do this on camera and I had such bad anxiety about poaching eggs on mm. camera. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's going to know my secret that I am not a great the poacher. Secret, oh, I'm like, not a great the, poacher. Is the secret, vin- it's a little vinegar in the water, right? It does help, but um, Kenji actually had a really, really great method um, where you sort of lower it in in a, like in a, in a big ladle and you're kind of swirling it around and eventually mm. you sort of swirl it out into, the, actually you put in a, a fine mesh ladle that's what it was and so, and you uh, any of the sort of watery bits you know mm-hmm. you get those like jizzy mm-hmm. those jizzy little bits in, in, the, exactly in the boach water sure um, yeah that gets rid of most of them if you kind of do that oh. first so you you kind of um, zhuzh it around until it's just that sort of solid clump in the middle yeah. and then you uh, tumble it into the pan. Jizzy bits. Jizzy bits. Jizzy bits. Title of the episode. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Jizzy bits. Um, <laughs> I love crappy camp styled, uh, like scram- camp style scrambled eggs. Like, like hard and like bouncy. You, yeah, but they're like on a buffet that you would get at mm-hmm. like summer camp or a hotel buffet, mm-hmm. like a crappy hotel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can just like take as many of them as you want. Mm-hmm. Those are some damn good eggs. Do you think they're powdered? I've always heard the phrase powdered eggs i've never seen powdered i eggs. recently uh looked into this i found it like egg powder and made sort of a space age okay. omelet kind okay. of thing they can be but these probably aren't they're probably actually pre-cracked and you get them all like liquefied mm, yeah. already in a, in a um i'm making the motion of pouring out of a milk carton style yeah. thing. Oh, i'm nice. thinking that's what hotels do yeah yeah, yeah. number four you know, I do love the puddingy scramble. So where oh, it's really so like what takes forever. It's a yeah. pain in the ass to do it. You should have somebody else do it for you. Um, but I remember the first time I ever had it, I was at like a share our strength, no kid hungry benefit kind of sure. thing. And it was a walk around kind of thing. And I think it was Daniel Balud was serving. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated with like eggs with the tops clipped off. I want to mm. buy that little piece mm-hmm. of machinery. Mm-hmm. machinery. Um, and uh, he had like cooked the eggs probably sous vide like very very slow and poured them back into the eggshells and I just thought it was this was just straight up cheese but nah it was eggs nice. so good. Yeah. number five um, like eggs with dippy soldiers okay. so it's mm. just like soft boiled it's in an egg cup I do not own an egg cup I long to become an egg cup kind of person <laughs> um, but I can't so much eat bread these days but like but if it had like a super buttery uh, yeah. thing to stick in there actually no why am I even thinking a number one I can't I'm mad at myself for forgetting this is a deli egg and cheese sandwich number in six. the foil number yeah. six but also number one okay yeah and people are like bacon egg and cheese I'm like no straight up egg and cheese yeah. salt pepper yeah maybe a little ketchup I know yes. controversial ooh, ooh, ooh. but on that it. Kaiser roll and it's got to be wrapped in both the foil and in the wax paper yes mm-hmm. okay yeah well, that was beautiful. Thank you for taking us through, so good. through that top five. You've got a beautiful book here, Lori. You were flipping through it. What caught your eye well, other than the head cheese? Basic head cheese. And then there was the Shibuya um, toast, which mm. is, I've got to find What's, it now. What is Shibuya, Shibuya? honey toast. What is that? It's your nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one, I didn't actually work on that one, but I assume that it's, there's a sort of, I'm going to just spitball this here um, sure. because I didn't work on that particular recipe. But uh, if you go to, you know, little tea shops, like bubble tea shops and stuff, usually there's this really thick, sweet, like milk bread okay. that has a whole lot of stuff on top of it. And it's sweet and it's beautiful. So I'm going to assume that it's that one. In How'd she do? Pretty, How'd she she do? did really well. It's oh, good this, job, the, the description you. says it's essentially a toasted, hollowed out bread bowl filled with fruit and ice cream. Mm. JFC. It looks um, really good. And I'll note for the record also, this isn't my book. I worked on it. I co-edited sure. this with, with the incredible team of Extra Crispy, which is the breakfast-oriented site where I work. I work among geniuses. I yeah. love these human beings. It is a pleasure to sit with them every day. And all these strange, beautiful, weird brains got together and made this book. Very excited to read this. Who do you like at work? <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, again, I work with geniuses. My, my name them Margaret E. By. Why my, is she so wonderful? She's my work wife, okay. and I we check in on each other all day. It's a really sweet thing. We slack each other. Like, how's your heart? How's your head? Oh wow! It's really like, yeah. You can emotionally present. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Ferkser, our culinary editor, like she just operates on this calm, gorgeous 
skilled wavelength um, where she she she's young and she is so beyond her years she she gets stuff done she gets it done meticulously and beautifully and kindly mm-hmm. and we make we talk about Gilmore girls um, together and and she's just she she works so hard and the results are really gorgeous and then Ryan Grimm he's he is our boss he runs the site um, he has a beard to rival yours sure, sure. And if you, I would love at some point if you read the introduction to that. He's such a skilled and batshit writer. He mm. encourages creativity. He's a kind human being. And also, if you've seen these videos I do, he is Mr. Grimm yeah, in that. the videos. Uh, and yeah. um, he's just, he's a champion. Uh, he's a kind champion of creativity. And he's an empathetic motherfucker. And I really, I enjoy all of these people. So we're a team of four. Does he have a broader role within your universe? Or is he focused just on extra crispy? Um, he is, I think... Te- Not just, but yeah. is he focused? I think technically he has sort of other duties with uh, in the food group. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, things are always shifting and changing. And we, we got bought, we, you know. Yeah, you've yeah. gone through a whole journey. Yeah, and but we've been doing this site for two and a half years, and it remains entertaining. And, you know, we maybe had 12 people to begin with, and, you know, other people gone to other amazing things and stuff, but we just have this like crazy little core team of four wow. that awesome. who genuinely make me happy. You're within a group that also includes Food and Wine magazine, is that right? Yeah, there's, uh, oh my gosh, well, they've recently have changed all these divisions. There's the luxury division. Mm. <laughs> um, the luxury. I have a <laughs> luxury. I have a, a weird crossover role where I work among several different brands. So I. Do you talk to the luxury people? I love the Food and Wine team so much. Are they in They're luxury? luxury? They are in luxury, luxury along with travel and leisure and uh, departures. Great. And they are lovely. I love that team. So we sit with print and digital and mm. um, they're good humans. And I have a weird role there too, where I uh, contribute to the print magazine, some to online, and then I edit a, a recurring thing called communal table, where it's op-eds mm. for people mm-hmm. in the restaurant world to talk about um, hard shit. Yeah. yeah. And you've had some real winners this year. Oh man, Just, Lisa Donovan. Yeah. I mean, she won the James Beard Award for this essay that it, like was ripped from the bottom of her soul mm-hmm. that her so me too experiences and the thing is like that thing she's just such a great writer she's working on a book right now um we had one that i love by greg baker the chef in florida called the empty hour and Mm. it's about that hour that that time after you shut down service and all the reasonable people in your life are already asleep and Mm. your brain is still racing and Mm -hmm. the dumbass decisions that you're thinking about Mm. making at that time and sort of how to channel that to better behavior Mm. And our former guest, Adam Reiner, wrote about oh, uh, bullying in the kitchen. Oh, he's so yeah, he talked about the toxic atmosphere at Babo. He's a front of house guy mm-hmm. and the culture that was led by uh, the chef at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, spectacular piece. There was Erin, um, you know, I don't haven't heard her name said out loud before. Fiji's Fedges was talking about being a pregnant woman in the restaurant industry and how hostile the industry is to that, Brandon Jew wrote about how one of his line cooks uh, had a heart attack and I think technically like flatlined Jeez. for a brief period what? of time in the restaurant and no one knew CPR. He is back on the line, he's, oh he's alive, and so he is on a mission um, to make sure that CPR techniques are taught to restaurant workers. Mm. Um, yeah, Kelly English wow. wrote about why it's so important to facilitate like your uh, the people who work for you to go out and vote. Mm. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful collection of people. What else do you do <laughs> there in and your free we'll, time? Then in we'll the... get we'll get into the other stuff. But oh. what, what else are you doing when you're not working with luxury? <laughs> when I'm not being a luxury, <laughs> you know, I used to work with a woman when I worked at CNN. Um, there was a, a woman, I think she was in PR or marketing or something like that, and she uh, pitched me something, and she said, well, I'm really passionate about luxury. Oh, I was thinking, have you seen our site that was all about, like, hunger and, you know, food politics? And yeah, stuff. it's got ocracy in it. I oh, mean, my God. She was so mad that she basically wanted to go to an event with, like, free champagne and, uh, and stuff, and I was doesn't? like, well, I... 
don't know. For, for not always fun. <laughs> okay. Because then think, is the, all the other people are going to be there. You have to talk to them. You can't yeah. just drink the shit. Um, and and she she got so mad. She actually went. To, she tried to go above my head. Wow. I'm like, dude, just be cool. Um, <laughs> but so I, when I'm not a luxurious person, right. Um, right. I get in little rooms and talk to chefs about mental health. Yes. And I spent a lot of time uh, doing that. Um, I wrote a book about anxiety. Mm-hmm. I am an anxious person. We we had questions for you yes. from Twitter, and I'm not going to oh. read everyone's handle. Uh, but I guess is is the intern position here on Carbface unpaid, and also no work um, associated with it. Is is it worth the extra CV line? I knocked off my um, James Beard nomination from my <laughs> uh-huh. resume to put this on there. So, yeah. So, and wow. it, have you seen any benefits? It's opened some doors um, for you, right? In this room here, sure. and they're free high shoes. Yeah, yeah, free high shoes. Absolutely. Not a question, just somebody saying she's kind of the best you, regarding you. That's so kind. Yeah, that was. We have a previous uh, guest on our friend Fart Sandwich. who's who's a delight and he does talk about making kitty litter jalapeno cornbread and that's on an upcoming episode that you've not heard uh would you eat kitty litter jalapeno cornbread i can't eat cornbread fine moving on (laughs) i have a gut condition yeah so now you got the out there now the gut condition yeah let's not get mired Mm -hmm. but can we talk oh sure yeah my, my, my gut is an What's going open... on with your gut? So uh, much is going on with your gut. What's going on? Okay. Glad to talk about it, too, because people don't talk about um, this stuff. Got two things, two festive things going on. Endometriosis, mm-hmm. which people need to talk about more. It's basically this this tissue that grows all over. Um, it's supposed to just grow sort of within your uterus. And, so, and instead, it like grows on the outside of things and gums up the works. I had mm. uh, surgery for that a few years ago. But it's usually, there's a high chance when it happens in, in women of comorbidity with this thing called SIBO, which is okay. small intest- intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It means where people would have a normal amount of gut bacteria. I have like a gazillion more. And it uh, goes, it's really, really hard to kill. So I've been through a few rounds of antibiotics that I always have to fight with my insurance company because otherwise they'd cost $1,400 God. for Damn. like a 14 days. It's crazy, oh crazy pants. Um, and I had to go paleo. So, I mean, the net effect of this is like basically for a year or two before I actually saw treatment for that, I would feel bloated and gross after like a couple of bites of food. Mm-hmm. I was gaining weight for like, I was thinking like, I w- I'm not eating anything extra. I'm not, you know, slacking or whatever, like what the hell's going on. Um, yeah, SIBO's gross and terrible, mm-hmm. and way more people have it than than know about it. Um, but since nobody talks about this stuff, it always helps when other people do. I think people were so, actually it was somebody on Twitter who even before my nutritionist um, sent me for a SIBO test said, "I wonder if you have SIBO," no. and she was right. Cam, yes. Someone wants to know if you. If you were to ask someone a witty question on the internet, what would it be? And then could you please answer it? <laughs> oh, wow. So I used to work at Maxim Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that I, is surprising to Yeah, me. Maxim Online, I sure was. And uh, you know who else used to work there? Who I met there was John DeVore, writer. Yeah. There you go. That guy. Yes, writer. that's how I met. Like James um, Beard Award winner. Yeah, he wrote about Taco Bell and won two James Beard Awards from wow. that. Um, yeah, good, smart crew of people. We thought we were being subversive. We thought of it as a humor magazine. and mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would have these models there who would do these chats with like horny dudes. Sure. Um, and we would have to moderate the questions, oh, which God. were disgusting. There was one model, I think she was like 13 or 14 or oh. something like that. There was like, we filtered all this kind of stuff out there. But so I would go on as a dude and um, as a mom, as a dude, um, my, in my inner frat boy, Chet, I would go on there as my inner frat boy, Chet, and ask polite questions, but I was, but I, it's sort of, I'm trying to remember the exact language, but whether we were having them on or a comedian, I remember like Rob Schneider being on there and I was like, you have such lovely skin. I have to ask, 
do you exfoliate? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think that's, that's really good. And I do. You I, do? I have one of those little um, worrying like face machines, like the Clarisonic yeah. kind of thing. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that technically exfoliates, but I feel like I really I get in sure there and does. get some of the, the clump. Of course out. it does. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Max Volkowitz. Yeah. I love that man. Oh. Lori has taught me that Max is great. Max is great. Yeah. I mean, that's he the is. that's the word. Max yeah. is the goods. All right. Yeah. And yeah. Max came with a home run question. Mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter is coming for dinner in three hours. Mm-hmm. I love his specificity. Mm-hmm. What do you cook? And what's your goth tablescape centerpiece? So I want to clarify whether we're talking about Anthony Hopkins version or the TV version. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and assume the TV version of it because that's so. way the hell gother. Right. First of all, I know he's like up for um, you know a Nobel Prize and stuff like that, but I would have to like get a hold of Jose Andres because mm. he did all the food for the show sure. and like beautiful and lovely and stuff. Like first of all, I would get some of those. Um, I would get some uh, some propanol. Um, I think that's what it is, like the kind of painkiller where you don't have any memories. Yeah, the Michael or Jackson. Yeah. yeah, and just make sure that I had some of that because I'm going to for take, yourself or for your guests for for Hannibal Lecter because he's okay. got to go down. Yeah, like that's the thing because otherwise, like, have you watched the the sh- no. stuff? The things they happen on there. So I would make sure that there was a certain amount of there and have law enforcement at the ready. But before that, like the man is an aesthet. So I'd want to make sure that he was properly. Um, fed so I think I would finally summon up the Cthulhu that I had um, living in a pit in the basement for um, just this precise reason like I've been you know keeping it in the dark so that the, the flesh is really tender and just feeding like you know black garlic and really dark acorns black mm-hmm. walnuts mm-hmm. and stuff just make sure that 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 demon meat is really you know as tender mm-hmm. and well-fed um, as it can be while being suffused with with evil and chaos so I would um, you know, finally harvested. It would be a, it would be a gentle kill. Mm-hmm. I think maintain um, the, the blood, of mm. course. You know, for for braising purposes. And I would have to take it to the instant pot. I mean, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I think instant pot. Actually, and I have been working up th- to this kind of report. Like this will be our mm. our raison d'être is eventually um, th- doing this. So I would I would make sure that this was you know just properly seasoned. I would uh, I would present Hannibal with like the choicest parts. Um, first get it's to pick so nice. whatever you know limb tail face organ you know whatever yeah. happened to be and just make sure that it was really properly prepared maybe it's several ways there were, could there could be a braise in the instant oh, pot there nice. could mm, sure. i think there could be some cthulhu uh, sashimi i think that would sure. be a really great some some marrow i, I assume that they have mm. bones. why would they little bones i know i know and i, I think <laughs> some <bones>. yeah <laughs> yeah so some little yeah. um some, some i think some nice lymph would be a lovely wow. a beautiful beautiful thing and i think that that would be um goth so you'd have to do a you know a great big platter it might be one of those cases where you have to present whole and then take it back to the kitchen mm. and then um prepare i think it's very thoughtful separately I think you've wow. Yeah. And then um, I would have to, uh, you know, at the conclusion of the meal when, you know, Hannibal had had, you know, the portion and maybe I, I don't know if the if the if the dosing goes in there because I have to eat it too. But maybe a digestif or something like that. Sure. Take him down and a then, little Debbie's um, snack cake. maybe. Yeah. Oh, I like. Uh, yeah, I like You that. know, you're speaking my language. I, yeah, on I appreciate that thoroughly. And, and it would have to be like one of the black and white ones. So, you know, with yeah. the gothic mm-hmm. um, before I put on some Susie and the Banshees and went over a cliff with him. It's beautiful. It I mean, that was beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think the the table um, scape would be the um, the skulls of my enemies. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We started talking about instant pot at the beginning. I made yeah. you wait, Lori. Let's get into it. Let's get well, into those instant pot videos. So I had I had heard that these were this was an unhinged series, mm-hmm. and I so I was I went in prepared, but I did not realize how. Fully on, like unhinged, oh, yeah. like a like a jaw, like just <laughs> wow. So how how did this happen? And do you have a director? Are because you, you are you are a masterful performer. Oh, thank yeah. you for I, that. I think I'm speaking specifically about the the sports one, which I felt a little. <laughs> 
scared? Was that with the sports chili? Sports chili. Oh, that yes. goat chili was really good, by I the way. I bet. It, it looked good with the chocolate. Cincinnati-style um, goat chili made mm. with the guys we were talking about before, Beekman. It's their beer ah. in there. And uh, and pumpkin was mm-hmm. in there, too. So, yes. yeah. Um, <laughs> started doing these videos. We used to have this incredibly talented video producer on, on the team uh, named Alex. And he was uh, Alex Tepper and just brilliant. And he... You know, he was like, oh, you know, I had done one cooking video before. Mm-hmm. I made grits or something. Mm-hmm. And then we just sort of had a notion like, oh, let's just do more, you know, video content. We didn't, you know, we got tired of hands and pans. Oh, I can't stuff. take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to see any disembodied. Yeah. And I honestly don't need to see another bro. It's, you know, there's. I'm done. Yeah. Like there's, and the thing, I can't really do hands and pants too, because like I have this, I pick my thumb so badly <laughs> that my hands are always just like bleeding and gross. <laughs> and it's, you know, so I always ask the people not to like focus in on my hands, but at the same time, like the show is so in, in hinge, they totally could. Yeah. Um, and I had gotten an instant pot. I started cooking a lot more once I got sick. Um, because I really needed to strip it back to basics and kind of, I, you know, no grains, no, like a whole lot of, of mm-hmm. stuff, you know, dairy. So I started cooking a whole lot and I was having, I was sort of having some fun with it. And I made this, I was cooking some things with lemons and I realized, well, the lemons are the best part of this dish, pressure cooked lemons, who the hell knew? And I, we shot a video of, of that and he started saying like, you know, I was sort of being, you know, bright, just like an over the top version mm-hmm. of myself. And I will say when I was in college, I had wanted to be a performance artist and then sort of my dreams were shattered and all that, you know, yeah. that's what college is for. <laughs> that's really. what it's for. Um, and he said, well, how about you, you know, I was sort of reacting to it in kind of over the top goofy ways. Cause why not? Mm-hmm. And he said, maybe you could talk to it a little bit. And I said, okay. Talk to the Instant Pot. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we started, um, just sort of started addressing that. And it was this just goofy little one-off kind of thing, but people seemed to like it. Like the people within the company seemed to think like, hey, that's actually pretty funny. And we did uh, a couple more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just kind of this goofy thing. And we were recording them in this car garage that was at our old office, which we shared with... Um, a site called The Drive and we would kind of steal space and, and do that and uh, you know we couldn't do proper cooking show because we didn't really have a kitchen so I would just bring I would We're, haul my in, Instant Pot in from oh home because we didn't have one as we've discussed those are heavy they are uh, yes I did I was the person carrying it on the subway yeah. um, and then we started upgrading just a little bit and I would shoot them over um, in our current headquarters in 225 Liberty Street um, but we were using this un, sort of otherwise unused kitchen and we would have kind of sneak time um, and uh, they just got weirder and weirder and then somebody so we were producing them and then Alex left and they sent them down to uh, Birmingham where the video edit team is and somebody there the video edit team I give all credit to this video edit team they are amazing yeah, and right. brilliant and talented and I Miles Kane is the batshit genius behind all this the, all the weirdest best stuff you see like so much of of that is him mm-hmm. and there's just like a really I've never met him in person how crazy is that um and that that whole team there is just absolutely incredible and he just started actually I, I i found there was kind of a backstory to it like his girlfriend who worked there at the time started seeing these these videos come through and they were trying to sort of edit them like regular cooking videos and she's like no 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 there's like weird stuff going yeah. on here that you should do something with and she started pulling the threads out and really kind of going with it and making them nuttier and do these overlay graphics and stuff and then once they started noticing in Birmingham, like, hey, wait, this thing is happening. They were so supportive. Um, oh, there's a guy great. who runs it. Yeah. Michael Grady is um, just like visionary, awesome. Um, uh, Stacy Rivera, who runs all of digital, is great. My boss Ryan's great too. So I, um, it became this thing. The subtext became text where I'm in this crazy psychosexual relationship <laughs> with the instant pot, where yeah. somehow. It has uh, taken me and is holding me prisoner in an underground space, um, but I'm really making the most of it. And we have rules for how people can actually appear. 
so Mr. Grimm is my imaginary friend. So okay. I have to sort of summon him into existence. Um, Andrew Zimmern came from the TV. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tiffany Thiessen just kind of like uh, disappears. Like she apparently lives behind the counter. <laughs> Tiffany Thiessen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we actually sort of had to trick her into it. But she was a, an incredible sport. She was actually filming a uh, she's a new cookbook out. And she was filming a yeah. different recipe. And they had pitched her... Um, and our team said, maybe could she do the show? And they said, well, she's a little more traditional than that. I'm like, okay. And then she came in and I actually pulled the like, hey, we've got a couple of the same like friends here thing. And, like, and it all goes back to the Beekmans um, who were doing something with her. And I was like, is there any chance we could get you just to do a cameo in this? I'm making a bastardized version of one of your recipes. Is there any way you consent to doing this? And she said, okay. And I was like, could you like pop up from behind the <laughs> counter and hand me an avocado could you like wander through the scene and she was amazing wow and just for our it. younger listeners she <laughs> is a late ad cast member to beverly hills 90210 and also just, saved by the bell yeah she's on saved oh, by the bell see i i miss somehow i missed i was saved like by wow we're I'm very old. I somehow, you're, you're younger than me. <laughs> I, I know, but I somehow say by the bell. Never, I never watched it. I don't. Know. I think we didn't. You probably had a life. Sorry. Well, yeah. I we think didn't have cable. There are limits. I was it on cable. I don't yeah. know. When oh, I was, was growing it? up, no, we did not I have cable. I think it was cable. on NBC. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's well, all right. I don't know. I didn't watch you know it, what? but I loved 90210. Yeah, you didn't do, have do, to do, watch do, it. Do, okay. Do, I mean, yeah. I know Jesse Spano. I know oh, yeah. was well, is there Elizabeth you go. Berkley because well, then you know she's everything. In the best movie ever. You know I'm so excited. It all just I am. It's it's batshit this show, yeah, yeah. and I want you both to be on it. And done. Yeah, uh, I, I have only a small amount of instant pot experience. You know, it's been it. fantastic. Well, Melissa Clark just came in. I saw it I with know, she I did an so homage happy. hairdo. She was incredible. The the story arc of there of this one, I can't wait for you guys to see oh it. God. And I did propose to instant pot mm. um, a while back. We have and we pulled. Uh, the audience to see if uh, yeah. Mr. Putt should say yes of course. or no. We're still wow. waiting. <laughs> still waiting. Yeah. Still waiting. Uh, more sloppy blowjob. Uh, I think your videos, and I've I've said this, so I'll just repeat myself because I like it and I like quoting myself. I think it's, I think your videos are the most important thing to happen in food media uh, this year <laughs> because it, and I can't even look you in the eyes. Um, <laughs> I, I think because it's you are breaking form and there's nothing more than I love in the world than a Christopher Durang play. Did that spark or what, Tell me more about Christopher Durang. Um, Laughing Wild, um, Marriage of Betty and Boo, I think. Um, there's some other things that have been more successful. He's taking normal conventions and then often putting a an absurdist view on it, a queer view on it, an other view on everything. And the worlds exist almost in parallel while commenting on the real world. And there's something that you're doing that just it speaks to my soul of you're taking everything in the food world and all the normal conventions, inserting yourself into it. And so the world has to work around you as opposed to you having to work within the world, the food media world. And it's it's so beautiful to watch you do that. I really thank you so much. I mean, I owe so much to a particular artist who I believe is no longer with us but I actually have a colleague who knew him back in the day um, a gay artist in the uh, 80s named Tom Rubnitz and he did a video that is so deep within my bones called Pickle Surprise you see a very young RuPaul in it um, Lady Bunny and it's this incredibly batshit single episode uh, I think where they're making a ham sandwich and it's the most chaotic, gorgeous, celebratory, queer, colorful, uh, over-the-top cooking show. And there was another one called uh, Strawberry. It wasn't Strawberry Shortcake. It was Strawberry something. Um, and it's just beautiful anarchy in there. Yeah. Um, I love the beautiful anarchy of uh, 
of of Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say Pee Wee's oh, Playhouse is is top of my mind when you're telling this. For sure. Oh, it's and it's all sort of that. There there was also a, a, a video that you might have seen if you grew up watching any of like Night Flight or anything like that called Tater Tomato. <laughs> and and it's it's sort of this the story of a, a woman who is a worker at a place that's like a southern cafeteria and she spends her day having to say Tater Tomato like offering things to people and I have a, an obsession with this uh, southern cafeteria chain called K and W. But she's Tater Tomato and eventually she starts saying um, things that rhyme with Tater and Tomato and and just loses her mind is so worth <laughs> I love it. looking up but yeah I mean I owe so much to like this like gorgeous surrealist humor that um, mm. you know all these people brought to it um, there's one coming up next week where we have this week off and then the next week um, I was in an art museum in uh, in Copenhagen recently and there was this artist who was doing all these things to do with um with with food and gross and messy food and so I used to be a professional dominatrix and part of what I specialized in was splosh so just really messy food play um, and I was like, okay, we really need to play with it. So I can't, I like was slacking everybody like from this like museum in Copenhagen saying <laughs> we really need to do something that's like homage that really plays with the physicality of the food. So in this one hot banana jam, I am wow. doing all these like deeply disturbing things to a banana. Great. Or two, wow. we probably Great. went two dozen bananas with this. I feel so bad. The sound guy uh, who was being the sound guy that day or um, this guy, Phil, he, I looked afterwards and he, he apparently had been having an intense visceral reaction to the squish <laughs> of the banana because I was just mashing them with my hands. We did them, I think, in front of like a green screen thing and it's so gross and just letting them like, we put down a cloth and like blopping them on the floor and it's just wow. this gross abandon and then this little like Bunuel kind of bit where like the knife is just going through the soft of the banana and um, Jen Martonic, oh my God, I can't believe I haven't mentioned Jen Martonic before. She is the producer and she is, uh, uh, I can't, I'm like <laughs> kicking myself for not having say, uh, said her name before, but she is so brilliant and glorious and strange. And she, she just, whatever I want to do, she amps it up even more. And she just, and you know, she, I think she gets her artistic yayas out this way too. She is so talented and brilliant and just supportive and goofy. So she, she was, you know, touching all the bananas too. And she was like, great that my parents paid for art school for, <laughs> for this. Um, and a, this other woman, Amy Frank is incredible. And they'll just like, they ratchet stuff up to the next level. So this could not be more of a team effort. Wow. Yeah, that's one of your, anytime I've given you praise, all you do is like point at everybody else that uh, has. It does not exist in a vacuum. <laughs> the bat shittery. And, and I will have to say, most of the recipes are actually really good and they're all paleo too because my character who I play has to operate within, within the fact that my stomach is broken. Wow. Love it. All right, we will lots link to all those. We got to go to lots of likes, and we are up against the clock because this has been a wonderful conversation. What time? You have a hard on? I got 501. I got, do I have a hard on? I have it do you have for a hard squash. out? Uh, I do have a 530 appointment. Yeah, so, well, yes. So we'll go fast? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lightning round. Yeah. You've actually listened to, yes. the, to the podcast, so you yes. know all about lots of Unlike likes. We're not going to ex- yeah. pretend yeah, to have listened. Fart sandwich. Um, <laughs> We just need to know what you like. You know why. You know it all. Are you ready? I, will I lose my internship if I screw this up? No. There's you no you can up. also tell me to fuck off. Okay. Right. I would never do that. You certainly can. It's part of the rules. What do you like? What do I like? Go. What do I like? What do you like? Um, I like kindness. What, what else? I like watermelon Jolly Ranchers. Mm. Ooh. Mm. It's very specific, and I can feel it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. That's great. What else do you like? Um, I like the scent of a just-blown-out birthday candle. Mm. Yes. What else do you like? I like my dog Penelope's mm. belly. It's <laughs> like suede, and it could oh. cure all pain and sadness. What else? I like, right now, Sabrina mm. on Netflix. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it's it's dark as shit, and it's really great. <laughs> <laughs> Two more. What else do you like? Pimento cheese. Mm. Side note: pimento cheese, macaroni and cheese. 
It's not my signature oh my Thanksgiving dish. And I can't eat it right now because <laughs> it's my blown up God damn But it. when you can. I made a nut cheese recently that tasted like pimento cheese. Nut cheese. And yeah, nut it's, cheese. we did an episode of, <laughs> of nut cheese. Last one. What do you like? Fire. Mm. Wow. Cat <laughs> Kinsman, you are a joy and I love you. I love you both. We love you. Thanks for coming. Yes, thank you. Thanks for and thank you for your book, Fantastic. everybody. Go buy Breakfast, the most important book about the best meal of the day by the editors of Extra Crispy. Thank you so much, Cat. My back. <laughs>